Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time, and let's grow stronger in our faith. Today on the show, I am so thrilled to welcome Michelle Backus. One of my favorite things about Michelle is that she is just on fire for the Lord. And when you talk to her, scripture just rolls off her tongue. She always has a new project. She has so much energy, and she's just so willing to give away the joy that she has. And I just know she's in the Word because it's just part of her language when she talks. Michelle is not only a wife and a mom. She's a basketball coach. She's a WNBA chaplain for the Minnesota Lynx. She's a senior facilitator with the Trust Edge Leadership Institute, and she's working on launching this new project called Savvy You. Wow. She is just a woman of influence, and I am so excited to hear the message that she brought for us today. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to spend this time together. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, let's pray and get rolling. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are and all that you've done for us. Over these next minutes, will you give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts that are courageous enough to step forward and learn and love you more. In your name we pray, amen. Well, I often will talk about on my podcast ways that we can walk out our faith. And Michelle, I just love how you embody that as a lifestyle. It just oozes out of you. I just love it. And even just having you in the room, um, you just bring a light with you. And you wear so many hats. And so can you just share with our audience just a little bit about the different roles that you play? Because you're a mom, correct? And how old are your kids? Correct. My daughter's a sophomore in college. She's 20. And Bo is uh, 18 and graduating here this May. Oh, and you're going to be an empty nester then? I'm going to be an empty nester. Wow. How are you feeling about that? But I'm still 28, so it's kind of Yes, it's funny how that happened. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Okay. And then you've been with the Lynx for, you shared this with me and I can't even believe it's been that long. Yeah, this will be my 21st year. Wow. Awesome. to count things in chunks of decades. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because you're 28. I know. Yeah. God is still in the miracle business. (laughs) Yes. Right. His numbers are just so different. His ways are higher. And then also you are a facilitator with the Leadership Trust Group. Do you want to just explain that a little bit, what that is about? Sure. Yeah, I work for the Trust Edge Leadership Institute out of White Bear Lake now. We just relocated our office and very exciting. Push Our mission is to develop trusted leaders and organizations and very grateful and honored to work with David Horsager and Lisa, his wife, who have this amazing framework to help people become better individuals and corporations become better corporations of what they do. And focusing in on trust, because we teach at the end of the day, we it's not a leadership issue, it's not an ageism issue, it's always a trust issue. Mm. Read the papers. Right. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's fine. So it's and very exciting. How long have you been with them? This was my fourth year okay. with them. I've known David for a long time. He actually used to come in and do some guest chapels with us, so we, we go way back, and it started, his book took off, and... He needed to have some other people that he trusted that knew, uh, were familiar with his work. And so it was a great fit and great timing. And so I just 
and Buster will go out on his behalf and do some keynotes when he's talking to the New York Yankees. I'll talk to Winona's women's luncheon. <laughs> awesome. What is your background that you are um, so willing and able to stand up and speak in front of groups of people? Because the stat is something like 90% of Americans would rather um, die than public speak. And it seems like you're just very comfortable to do speaking. So what, it, well, what is your, to did say you go that to I don't school get for it? Nervous. Okay. Doing it at times, but I'm so passionate about the message, mm-hmm. whether it's trust or whether it's sharing Jesus with people that I, the older you get, the more you learn. It's so much not about you. And so I'm able to just put that aside and focus on them too. Right. I want them to hear the message. And so what there's probably your... some gifting in there. And God <laughs> right. allowed me to be kind of yes. talkative. Is this what you went to school for at all? Or I do not. This... I'm a high school teacher by training. Okay. okay. Yep. So I taught um, at Egan High School in Minnesota, and I taught uh, at Ohio State University for a little bit down there when my husband was down there, and uh, came back. I homeschooled my kids grown through their um, middle school years, and then we did a hybrid program in high school, and I've done speaking classes and done things on the side to hone skill, but cool. Yeah. I love Everyone it. can do it. It's just a matter of right. having the guts to maybe be willing to wake yourself, look foolish and exactly learn from that and be um, better the next time. Okay. I love it. So when um, I told people that I was going to interview, the number one question that I got was what does it look like to be a chaplain for the WNBA? Like what is the, do you, speak before games or pray before games or do you do Bible studies with them? Everybody was just like, what does that mean exactly? What does she get to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very unique, fun position. I'll say I, I don't do this alone. It's it's growing. There's two women, uh, Diane Smith and Marla Martin in Minnesota that do this with me, which is especially with all our kids being so busy and everything. And that's been very fun to have them on board as, as co-chaplains with me. And so we meet in our before game tip-off around the league. Every team has their own home chaplain team, and we don't travel with them. And so we have both teams come in an hour before tip-off. We have 15 minutes to chapel, all different backgrounds. Many of them are former teammates. You know, it's a smaller world when we get in there. And we just pause the outside and get into the Word. And all of us chaplains have different giftings and different you know, I come from an education background. I understand we need to mix up the different learning styles. So we've done a lot of unique things and a couple games in there. and um, But I always share, want to share about Jesus and the perspective of the role basketball should have on their life. And it's mm-hmm. something that they are gifted to do, but not who they are. And so that's the gist of it. the chapel program is the game day part of it. And then we meet in their apartments and have Bible study and cool. Yeah. Get after it. So that's awesome. Yep. Okay. So you kind of are a jack of all trades a little bit. You got a lot of irons in the fire uh, here. Irons in the fire. Doing a lot of things. Not normal. That's really cool. One year I remember Nicole C. Mullen came in and dating myself. That's okay. <laughs> but okay. I'm not 28 everybody. That is, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And she that did dates a, me, I guess. She did a chapel and saying, and everyone, when she got done, we just stood there. I don't know if there was a dry eye in the room and she I remember one of the athletes said, do we have to even go out there right now? This is so great. But I talked to Nicole afterwards, and we were talking about homeschooling and some of the different decisions she had. And and I shared with her 
what actually Sarah Groves, who's a Minnesota yes, artist, had I said, you know, yeah, let God define normal for you. So some of the listeners might go, that's pretty chaotic. I'm all over. I'm just trying to hold it open-handed. God, where do you want me? You've wired me the way you've wired me and yeah. use me how you want to use me and hope that I can listen even better tomorrow than I did today kind of mentality. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So jack of all trades or just trying to be obedient to where he's opening doors. That's so cool. Okay. So I, you know, I talk a lot on my show about what it looks like to develop strong faith and what it looks like to develop the roots. And, um, so we talk a lot about being in the word and stuff. What does your daily devotional or God time or weekly, however you do it, break it down. What does it look like for you to get fed and grow your roots so that you can be pouring out like what you do? On an ideal day. Yes. <laughs> Let's pretend we yeah. don't have uh, no, I, families. I, speaking of Sarah Groves, and I kind of, music is not a gift that he has given me. It's not in my trade <laughs> at all. Can even ask there's my There's one thing, I guess. Okay. <laughs> no, there's many. But one of the songs that I do play through in my mind is by Sarah Groves. And I, the song, let my first song that I sing, Be a Praise to My God and King. And so before I get out of bed, try to reset my mind right away, like, okay, wait. I'm not tired. Mm. What is I? Regardless of how I feel, I want to praise you. You gave me another day. I've dealt with health, uh, Lyme disease issues in the past, and uh, have had victory over that. Thank and healing over that. Thank you, God, for that. And so I have a lot to be not just grateful for. And there's a difference between being grateful and praising Him. And so I try to praise Him right away, and that shifts me off of my own emotions, um, that I might be feeling getting right up or when the alarm goes off. And, uh, I start off with that, with a praise. And then, uh, I usually get up about the same time my, my son does and my daughter did. And so we want to make that a, we, we do our quiet time often together where we read either quietly or go through that together. And so that's, it'll have some changes now that I'm going to be an empty nester. Um, Working that, uh, we'll still, I'll still do that, but it's fun to discuss and chew things over Isn't with it? my yeah. young man. And um, yeah, so I'll read, we read, usually love to read a Proverbs. There's Book yep. of Wisdom, right? Yep. And um, and then now, it, now it's the Easter season, if you will. We want to be in a gospel, so we're reading through Matthew. And then we have another book that we're, an old book on the discipleship of Timothy that we're in right now, which is really cool. And it's a, fun book to send a young man out with. Right. Yeah. So that's mm. what that looks like in the morning. And I also have a, a thing, this is not mine, my acronym, and I don't even know if we can trace it back to the original person who came up with this, but I love when I study the word using space pets. And I know right now you might be like, okay, who is this <laughs> woman? <laughs> it's a wild card a when you ask me to come in. <laughs> Studying the word with space pets, and one of the themes, we usually pick a theme every year for the month of June with the Lynx players, and we talked about, the, we went through the book of John, and we talked about wondering through the word. I wonder what that was like to be there. Did Jesus have a grandma? I wonder what she thought. You're just wondering. Again, that's from a our sand in the sandals yes. kind of perspective. But then we wanted to wonder through the word as well with space pets, and when I read and going through it with Bo and with Carmen in the past, we'd often pause and go, is it, ask these questions, is there an S-P-A-C-E-P-E-T-S? 
And is there a sin to confess? Is there a promise to claim? Is there an attitude we need to change here with the A? Is there a command to obey or an example to follow for the E? Then P, is there a prayer to pray or an error to avoid? That's why this is in here. Mm -hmm. Um, Or is there a truth to believe or something praiseworthy? And that's been a fun guide to really make sure we're getting out of the scripture what might be in there that we might miss. And we, that being said, I'll back up before we read this amazing alive word, we pray and we ask that the Holy Spirit would make it alive and active and that things would jump. We often ask what jumped, you know, what verse really kind of popped and why do you think? And that's part of our morning routine. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm taking notes myself over here. Space pets. I love the space pets thing. Um, are, would you be okay if I post the space, space pets thing on, in the show notes sure. so that if people listen, they think it's neat, they can go, go into the show notes and see it. Sure. And okay? I, though, I think Rick Warren has used it. I just would need to do, you can probably edit this part out. We'll find out who we can give credit, credit to, give credit yep. to, cause it's not mine. Okay. Absolutely. That's so cool. And I just sat here and I, I had goosebumps just because I get up and, um, my son this year, um, he's in the past done them on his own, but his sister went to college. It's just him. And this year when school started, he asked if he could do them with me. So we do a Psalm and a proverb and we're going through the book of Matthew also. Oh, fun. So it is, it's an amazing time with my son mm-hmm. and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. And I get choked up almost every day listening to him ask questions or watching him try to process. And right. He's always like, oh, preach it, mama, preach it. Cause yeah. I'll try to explain. There's a lot of explaining about like why that was a big deal right. or, because back in the day, you know, so it just has been a super special mm-hmm. time. It's really him. cool as Bo's now 18, and I'm not sure what God has for him in his future and career wise. And he doesn't, uh, God knows, but Bo doesn't know either. <laughs> but sometimes I'll just listen to him and he'll minister to me or share hmm. an insight where I'm like, hmm, hmm. good one. All right. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have to say? Yeah. So it is a really special time. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Okay. Well, you are on a new adventure mm-hmm. a little bit. You have a new project starting up, a new website launching called Savvy You. Do you want to talk a little bit about the journey that led to that and what that's going to be about? Sure. And- I I share you know a lot during the link season in their summer WMBA time. And I share with FCA uh, throughout the year working with local huddle at Chisago Lakes High School. And now that I'm going to be an empty nester and saying, okay, God, what do you have for me? And he has for all of us the Great Commission, right? Go right. therefore and make disciples, make disciples and yes. share. And I've been honing my skills within public speaking arena, and I've been asked to speak and have done speaking for different events. And they'll, hey, do you have a website? I'm like, well, you can go here for this piece and here for this piece. So I'm just putting it all together and ha- have a website called The Savvy You, the letter U. And savvy in Latin means to be wise. And so not savvy in a shrewd, slick kind of way, but to be savvy in how do we live in this kingdom on earth, lowercase k, when we are permanent residents of, of the kingdom and how does it work and how how can we still have purpose and peace and victory and being an education background and want to clearly communicate to people some things that I've learned. Our family has um, 
within cousins and just general family. And I think everyone has dealt with anxiety and depression. This whole mental health issue um, has been an, an issue within our circles of influence with friends and whatnot. And there's been some things that we have learned that have helped us be able to rise above that totally are laid out in the word and to mm. marry those and be able to teach those how we can be savvy, how we can be wise enough that I'd love to share with people and have some savvy sessions, whether it's one-on-one and I can share some practical tips and um, tools that will help them get through their next five minutes, but ultimately into a deeper relationship with him, which is where we have true peace and victory. Amen That's, to yeah. that. I've shared on my podcast before, but I, um, Ben and I, a couple years ago, were having a discussion about as Christians, do we need to have more truth or more grace? What were we missing? And it struck me that I was not prepared for the battle, that I wasn't so sure exactly all of what scripture had to say about how do we as Christians hold truth and grace and love all together and what does that look like? And so it started me on this journey of pouring over scripture in the morning. I started to get up an hour earlier and an hour a day I would study that puppy and read commentaries and go to different sites because I was like, I need to figure out what this says. I am not, I've been a Christian most of my life. I am not prepared to fight. Bummer. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just this realization. But the reason I share that is because the more time I spent in the word learning about who God was and what the message of it was, I watched my anxiety and my depression slowly fade until they did not have a crippling effect on me anymore. Mm -hmm. And it is something that when it flares, now I know I need to get in the word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sounds so silly sometimes to say that, but it's like there, the word of God is alive and powerful and active. And there is, it does hold power to free us from some of those things. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, And I think because the enemy, we can talk about God, but we also know that we have an enemy that tries to keep us out of the word. And you would just share to recent statistic about how many people are really actually reading the the Bible. And it's an amazing book. And sometimes it's just so overwhelming. They don't know how to take a look at the book. So that's one of my things on the Savvy. Let's take a look at the book and see what it, it's more than a, it's a capital B uh, for a book. And sometimes you just need a guide or somebody that can help just share some of that. I don't have all the answers, but the book does. So I want to just come alongside of people and help them help themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I know I was talking to my uh, breakfast club about reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I just said, um, when you start, no need to start at Genesis. Like it is not a normal book that you need to read from front to back. Jump on into the Proverbs or the Psalms and start there and just get a feel for it. Mm -hmm. Because it is, it's different. And it does take somebody to come alongside and help you get into it. But then once you do, you get a rhythm and you get rolling and it starts to leap off the page and it is, it's so exciting. And that kind of goes back to what we did with the links that one year where we wandered through it. You know, God gave us an amazing imagination. We don't want to stay in there, but imagine what it would be like to walk with Jesus. Right. Or, okay, Jesus just got done in Matthew uh, being tempted for 40 days by the devil and you know, what, how did that work? And the angels then ministered to him. What did they do? They yeah. probably foot rubs. We're a big foot rub family. Did they, you know, how did that work? Imagine and wonder. Right. And then it, you know, yeah, gets in touch with the, I think God had an intentional reason for having his plan 
work where he sent a son to be human so we mm-hmm. could kind of have that time with thinking, okay, well, this is someone we can relate to. Mm-hmm. So I love it. So you, we've kind of just been talking as we got set up here about um, studying the word and what we've been learning from the word. And it was just fascinating to have any, even just have a little conversation with you about kind of the journey you've been on about how you've started to interpret scripture a little bit differently and bring it all back to what you learn about God. So do you want to just explain that a little bit? Sure. And I, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I do not have a seminary degree. I'm a lay person that loves the Lord and wants to share and right. Be, That's okay. I'm open so to we're the disciples. <laughs> yeah, I'm a disciple exactly. <laughs> they were like, fishermen, like one of them. and they were yep. yeah, they weren't. The... Yeah, and actually, this is from a friend of mine who it, we have a, a ABF in our church that meets. It's Adult Bible Fellowship time, and a, a good friend of mine said, you know, I realized that I was reading the Bible all wrong when I would get so frustrated with a person of the Bible's decision or just how could they do that if God just saved their, you know, son, yet they went off and did this. And and he said, you know, we, as humans, in light of our wandering through the word personify and have it end up on us so many times, what would I would have done? You know, what did Jesus have a grandma to that mm-hmm. point? You know, what was a, what would his grandma do? And we kind of sit on us instead of bringing it always back to him. So for example, even in perhaps links chapels that I've done in the year, if I it would have done a, a, a part on the feeding of the 5,000 with the young boys shared the five loaves and two fishes and... Um, Right? Five loaves, two mm-hmm. fishes. I always yep, get a big time. I know. <laughs> there we go. It's like you say yeah, that, no, you're like, wait, loaves. did that come out right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. And uh, we could stop on an application point and a practical point and how can we be more generous with the things that God has given us? And it wouldn't be unbiblical, but it would be practical steps for us and land there when really I'm just more motivated than ever to go, okay, that's a great illustration. And thank you for putting that in there, John, and the story. And always at the end, I want to ask myself and encourage others that I'm leading, what does that say about God? Mm. He's a provider, mm-hmm. right? He's got plans even when we don't see it. You could just always circle it back up and I'm taking both hands and going back yes. up because so many <laughs> times I sit here now remiss like, I just applied it to me and my day yep. <laughs> about me. And how can I love that friend like that when really... If we drive it back to us, it gives us great perspective on that. So, absolutely, that's something I, <laughs> at twenty-eight years old, I've just figured yes. out. <laughs> twenty-eight is a big year. It's a big year. <laughs> right, Nestor, right, out the Bible. Yes. yes. So, you know, just as you came today, I know that you you have some things on your heart. Maybe that you do you have a something you would like to share with our audience today, or a word that you feel like God's given you. Well, when we talk about being savvy and being wise, that can't truly happen, uh, I don't believe, until we have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus, John 14, 6, right? No one comes to the Father but through me. And then we get His Spirit. And that's been something that has been a subject topic I've been trying to get in terminology that could easily, clearly communicate to a new WNBA athlete or a new high school teenager that says, well, what's all this stuff about the Holy Spirit? When churches are emphasizing it at different levels within that. And so in a very simple, 
simplistic way, which sometimes God is a lot more simple than we even, we get it really complicated than we, more than we have to, but I've kind of broken up into two different acronyms and I don't know how much time we have, but I, I've done, I, uh, with some other girlfriends, uh, Diane and I have been on this Holy Spirit hunt. And again, I don't mean that in a blasphemous way, but trying to understand how that works. If the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me as a believer, we get that exchange in John 16, right? That the Holy yeah. Spirit lives in us. Why am I not living in peace and victory as much as I should? And how do we get, how do you listen to God and what does that relationship look like? And so really quickly, and I have verses to back it up, and I'm open to yeah. people. Oh, the not, floor is yours. Well, I'm open to people critiquing and maybe yeah. have me back. And I'll say, you know what? On that one point, we're gonna. I've learned this yeah. since or something. But right, people want to know. I wanted to know. Okay, how we can have clarity on how we just generally get the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, how do we access that if it's in there? How how? And I would say WPPO. We can get the we get activated. I don't say personally filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't pray in my morning. One part of my morning routine is not fill me with your Holy Spirit because I believe I'm 100% full. I have all of it upon accepting Jesus as my Savior. But I pray, activate and permeate in me like the chocolate milk if we poured it into a, mm. a milk jug, a, a milk cup of milk and stirred it up. We can never get that chocolate out chemically. That chocolate, if we don't stir it, can sit at the bottom. It's still chocolate milk but it's not going to taste as good. So I pray in the same way that I would be permeate, the Holy Spirit would mm. permeate or activate in me that I may listen. So that so what ways do we just generally do that? WPPO, through his word. Right. And we've talked about it um, a little bit already. Through other people. It's fun. I was excited to come down here and just even have fellowship time with other people that are also into the word. Through prayer. And then the O is through obedience. Mm. That's the feet on the ground. That's how it works. And that's just kind of general. But then I want to know, well, how do we do that every day? What is a morning? How do we activate? How do we listen to God? If I'm going to lead WNBA athletes, I want to know. And just as very generally, again, I like words and I like acronyms. Yes. But like a good teacher that, should. That's right. Just to Absolutely. help everybody. That's and so <laughs> I've landed on HALO, H-A-L-O, H for my morning time. I want to humble myself. Or present myself and recognize, you know, confession, I am a sinner, Lord, I need you. I can't do this. I'm humbled that you would even use me as a vessel for your, not to be Christianese, just as a person that would share right. your amazing word. So I just humble myself. And what do you have for me today? Well, who do you want me to meet? Who do you want to have come to the door? And I've prayed this one with my kids. And it's when you're listening and looking and being homeschool, then 10 o'clock, the doorbell rings. We're all like, ooh. Who's at the door? Who's God ring? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Here so it's kind of fun. So we just want to humble ourselves. And then the A would be for ask and um, be intentional about what, like I just said, who do you have? What do you have for me? What do you need me to do? And then the L would be listen. Take time to be still. Mm-hmm. We get so busy. I have a lot of things that I like to do. I don't want to do those out of my flesh that he's wired me or given me desires to do. I need to make sure I stop and go, mm all right, is this of you? And I don't do that to where I want to do that well, but that I try to... That is the hardest to, part, right. yeah, isn't it? Right. I know as soon as I get 
where I, I that time where I have to listen, I have to have a piece of paper there because the first five minutes I have to write down everything that comes into my brain so I can let it go and then be still. And that's and something that we, I have a book that for um, you here that I wanted to leave it with you. It's by a woman, a, a missionary, Mary Gee, that was mm-hmm. a missionary in India to some people. And she talks about a story at the beginning where, and this is a, a not even a book, it's just a pamphlet that her family has printed of her Holy Spirit experiences. And we don't ever just want to seek the experience. God can do that. We, primarily, He communicates us through the Word, right? right. And, and then people and and prayer and obedience. That's how it, it's primarily through His Word because the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Right. But in our, in our personal at daily relationship with this Holy Spirit, this Holy Counselor, H, humble ourselves, A, ask, L, listen, and then the final one is obey. Again, we need to obey. And this woman, um, Mary, hit. these are obedience stories, just in a small little pamphlet, if you will. And she was in this, she was in an Indian village and praying for these people, being a missionary there. And one week, this doctor, the guy who has a doctorate in um, ministry came in and people started going to his tent and hut and like their lives were being changed. And people even were going to Mary and like, hey, you're the missionary woman and you've been here a year and this guy's already changed more lives than oh. a week. I know. So oh. she's like, I, I, the villagers, so they, she finally humbled herself, not finally, but she tucked her tail and bright tail and said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just teaching people how to listen to God. And she's like, will you teach me? <laughs> Which is so, I love her heart. That, yes. And so he said, you know, um, be still and write down in a notebook to your point. That's why I'm bringing the story up. And so, and then obey, you know. And so she went back to her place, did it, wrote down, started, you know, okay, I'll try it, kind of an attitude, wrote things, some things down. And then one of the things that was laid on her heart. It wasn't a word she heard. It was just a thought that came in that she took captive was to bring this other woman an egg in the village. Well, this woman had like 10 children. She's like, and I don't want to bring one <laughs> egg. They have that. And isn't that, that's how it, totally. the more I grow in my relationship with God and listen to his Holy Spirit, I'll have something come through. And then there will also off, more often than not be a, ah, it's too early to call this person or don't, you know, yeah. it's really interesting. But I know I, my final H-A-L-O-W-P-P-O for both of them is obedience. And so she finally is like, she crossed it off of her list. This Mary did. I feel like I'm all over. Sorry, no, listeners. you're great. <laughs> I love it. But, but she crossed off her list. Like, that's dumb. The other kids are going to, why didn't you bring me any food? Continued in her time, and as she's just finishing up, a chicken came in. This has never happened before. Kind of hopped up onto a chair in her a little space outside of her hut and squatted and dropped an egg. She's like, oh, okay. Shoot. So she took the egg, like, I got to be obedient, walked it over on the way to this other woman's home, and one of her children met her outside, and she's, like, kind of grateful. I don't have to... Go give in, it to her. her yeah, one I don't. Yeah. yeah, and so she, um, the woman came back later on that night and said, "How did you know? I haven't had food for la la. You know, the kids have eaten. You know, I've I've had to feed them first, and then Mary, missionary Mary. 
I call her, said, I, I'm just trying to listen to God and obey. And she's like, will you teach me how to do that? And so this whole book is a, about that. Again, we don't want to seek the experiences or just the, ex, we, it's again, bringing it all back to God, but he wants to use us and speak to us while we are on this lower case K kingdom, kingdom, and that's how we move and groove here. That's how we're savvy here, and I, we just need to understand that more in a simplistic way and how to listen to the spirit. That's so great. I I want to share when I first started, probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, you know, I I grew up in a Christian home, and then had a time where I walked away. And when I came back, it was like God opened my eyes for the first time, and I wondered about the Holy Spirit. It was like I had followed Jesus my whole life and never once thought about the power of the Spirit ever. It, they had been totally separate. So no wonder I fell apart, not living according to the power of the Spirit. On my own, I was not able to do it. Um, but I, the Holy Spirit then felt like a very new concept to me. So it's funny because I always say I've been a Christian most of my life, but I was a spiritual newborn till about eight or nine years ago because I had no idea what it meant to live by the Spirit. And so as I was studying the Bible and trying to learn how to listen and hear his voice. I remember one time we were leaving church and it was just me and my kids. And um, they were probably like third grade and kindergarten. And I had told them that after church, we were at a worship night, I would take them for ice cream. And then we were going to go to Target and buy bikes because they had outgrown their bikes. It was the springtime. And so um, one of my friends actually had another single mom had come and met us at this worship service. She too had two kids and we're both pulling out of the parking lot so I can go take my kids to ice cream and buy them bikes. And the Holy Spirit just prompted me, she needs money. You need to write her a check. And I was a single mom myself. It had taken me a long time to save up to buy my kids these bikes. And then I got a really specific amount. I need you to write the check for $110. And it was like, and that's the bike fund. We can probably still go out for ice cream. But I need to be obedient. And so I pulled my car over and I had tears rolling down my face. And I said, you guys, I know I promised I would take you to buy bikes. And they're like, why are you pulling over? And I'm like, I can take you for ice cream. But I feel like that the Holy Spirit is asking me to write my friend a check right now. And I need to be obedient. And they were real quiet. But they were like, okay, mom. Oh. And because um, God had already started to show himself to us. And so my kids were, they had seen God move and provide before. And so it didn't feel like the end of the world to them, but I could tell they were a little sad. And so I pull over, I had pulled over, I write a check and I sprint to my friend's car and she's still standing there and she rolls down the window and I have the check folded up and I said, here you go. I just really felt like I was supposed to give you this. And she's like, no, like you're a single mom. I'm not taking money. And I'm like, nope, I just really feel like I was supposed to give you this and I want to be obedient and you need to let me be obedient. <laughs> and so I, she, she pulled away. And I went and got back in my car and I sat there for a minute. I was like, well, should we go get ice cream? And my kids were like, yep, let's go. And my phone rang and it was my friend and she was crying. And she said, I don't know how you know, but that is the exact amount. I, my bank account was in the hole. Oh, love it. And, um, and that was pretty incredible. And my mm -hmm. kids were even touched by you that. Bet. And I, I always think I'm so glad I was obedient because they got to see that. But the cooler part of that story is the next day I got a check in the mail from a modeling job. I didn't know that I was going to get a check for, and it completely replaced that fund the next day. So we didn't even have to go without, you know, but God like orchestrated all of, but it was just one of the first times that I had 
the courage to follow a prompting like that. And then he just made it so clear it was from him that I couldn't deny. But that obedience is so important, I feel like. When you step out, he will give you confirmation and then it gives you inspiration to keep going Mm -hmm. and to keep listening and to keep... So when you hear those promptings, you don't just go, ah, I'm crazy as much, but you start to get more familiar with, okay, I'm crazy, but I'm going to do it because I know it's God. So... Thank you for sharing that. That reminded awesome. me of a story that I hadn't thought about for a very long time. No, I think so. that's awesome, and that's how God works, and that's so in, it, exciting. <laughs> I don't exciting doesn't yes. even it's not even a word, but it, that's what makes this. It's fun, and I, I think if you if I had another act, you know, like this WPPO and HALO, at the end of both of them would be an F for faith. You had said it yourself. We have to step out in faith, and God says, "I have plans for you." Mm. He just doesn't give them to us all the, at the time, and that goes to trust, right? Right. And the, we talk about the eight pillars of trust. In David Horsehager's book, The Trust Edge, how you get the trust edge. You know, we talk about clarity. People trust those who are clear and mistrust or uh, distrust the ambiguous. And people trust, put faith in those who are um, have compassion or who, who love and care beyond themselves. And th- those are all, God does that as well. And we just have to have faith. For trust, my own ap- acronym, I like trusting or totally relying upon sovereign truths. Oh. And that's that's faith. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's so simple yet so clear and good. Thank you for sharing that. Well, do you have anything else you want to leave with my audience before we end today's episode? Be savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Be, be the savvy you that God has created you to be. Get in his word Get to know him, and if you have not put your faith and trust in him, do, do it. it. Do it. Just recognize your own sin. You know, we have we're a nation, a world now with this coronavirus of dis-ease, not yes. disease, but really dis-ease, and we are often not at peace with our soul and our spirit. They're different, and depending on how you define it, and so... Uh, more than anything, get alignment with that and rec- understand, feel that disease. We'll always have sin in our life, and but we it won't ever be sinless. But we like to say we'll sin less, and that's why Jesus came. He took that away so we can come in relationship with a holy God and live forever, and not just to seal the deal with heaven, but to have peace and a savvy journey, victory here, and we. Tell others then. <laughs> right. Be obedient, have faith, and tell others. I love it. Okay, if people love what they're hearing and want more, because we've kind of just touched the tip of the iceberg, where can they find you? Because you have a new website coming up and launching. So where can they find you? They can go to the Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, letter U, thesavvyu.com, or you can just go to michellebacchus.com. I also have on there for those that have Lyme disease or want information uh, at top of a, at the top of the site, a, a tab to go on that. I know I get a lot of calls about that, so I'll just give a little plug Perfect. to that as well. Okay, awesome, and I'll make sure all that gets in the show notes too, so people know where to find you. Great, thank okay, you. Thank Keep you up the so great much. Work. Ah, you too. Thank you so much for being here today and inspiring us. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's worth it. So let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time by subscribing to the Mint podcast so that you don't miss a thing. As always, I love hearing from you. So please visit my website, amintageisler.com and leave me a comment, prayer request, or a follow-up question. I will get back to you. Mint podcasts are directed by Annie Ramirez, and we are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is focused on loving God and loving people. We are all about feeding bellies so that we can feed souls, and we invite you to join us in the pursuit of giving love away to those who need it most. Information can be found on my website. If you would like to support the work that we do here on the Mint Podcast, you can like and share it with your friends, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, or share a screenshot on Instagram or Facebook and link it up with the Mint website.